Just curious. Theme theme song. It's not easy to be greasy. You get entangled. The greasy strangler. He's got a greasy strangler. I'm not the greasy strangler, but I could be. Hello and welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron. I almost forgot for a minute. I'm bad at names, apparently. And with me, as always, is Other. Yes, I other, mean, Cam- otherwise Cam- known as Cameron. <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> uh, we, uh, uh, I have to immediately talk about this movie because um, it's a fucking thing. Uh, it's called. <laughs> I think that's the most accurate description of what it what it is. Is uh, it is a thing. Uh, we are <laughs> today on the show. We did uh, the Greasy Strangler. Which is like an indie movie made by Elijah Wood's production company, and it's a thing. <laughs> is it Elijah Wood's production company? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, oh yeah, Spectre Vision. Yeah, I, yep. I haven't pulled up. That's it. Sure wow, is. I, I can't believe. Wow. So. uh... This movie is about a father and a son who do uh, disco walking tours and um, a, 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 a second on that. Do you think that Big Ronnie, because everyone in this movie uh, that's male has everyone refers to each other as Big yeah, uh, such big such and such. Um, do you think that he's just full of shit and is just showing them around like the seedy neighborhood of wherever they live? I like to think that that's. <laughs> I'd prefer that to be true, but no. But with this movie, I think it's it's. Uh, I it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I I don't know why they ha- even have a job in this mo- in this movie. Well, like, and what. One of my favorite things that starts off the movie is that his son and Ronnie, Ronnie and Brayden, those are the two main characters' names. Yeah. They walk around in like these pink uh, sweatpants and sweatshirts. Yeah. And the colors of the streets in this movie. So they live in like, it looks like an ungentrifiable part of some like LA. Yeah. Decrepit city like Detroit or something. Yeah. And it starts off with like a tour where there's like uh, an African tourist, uh, an Indian tourist, and like a Scandinavian tourist. And yep. he's like, "See that over there? You like the Bee Gees, huh? They were standing in that doorway and they thought of this song." <laughs> and then the what, what was it? The 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 Senegalese guy who's just like, "You promised?" Oh no, it was the Indian guy who was like, "You promised us free drinks," and he's like, "Free bullshit, <laughs> bullshit artist, bullshit artist." Horse shit artist, penguin shit artist, king penguin shit artist. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what this movie is, Cameron. I help, please help. <laughs> well, okay. So the first part of the movie is Brayden comes into his dad's room. They live together. Brayden is a full grown man and aspiring yep. fantasy author, and he brings his father coffee, and he says. You, you know what would be good? You ever think about trying grease in your coffee? Do you ever think about putting grease in your coffee? Yeah, he, like, it's like, 
what was it? He's like, uh, he's like, oh, I hate milky coffee. You ever put grease in your coffee? And then because he asks for grease, he says, you probably think I'm the greasy strangler, don't you? Well, I am. Well, I am. Bullshit, dad. You're and then he says, artist. you're right. I'm not. <laughs> oh, man. He had me going for a minute there. <laughs> Although it's so obvious that he is. Oh, of course. I don't know. Okay, Cameron, I get, this movie just feels like they like they like the crew. The, like, okay, the cast was willing to do whatever the director said and the direct. Uh, but they didn't know what like the movie was. But they're like, fuck it. Let's go with it. Because there are there are so many shots in this movie where it feels like there what you like you can feel the actors waiting for the director to call cut where they're just kind of <laughs> yeah like they're just kind of looking around like are we done what's going on like you can tell that they don't they don't know when it's supposed to when like a scene is supposed to end like i don't it feels like they're kind of just like being forced into this like <laughs> i don't know what this is like they signed a contract that they couldn't get their way out of. And this is like their cosmic punishment yeah. is to be like, all right, well, all the scenes are going to be naked. There's going to be dong shots and they're okay. Frame. Cameron, speaking of, we got to talk about the prosthetic dicks in this movie. Um, they are horrifying. They're so bad too. They're just, they're not, they're just kind of like, I guess that's, it looks like a dick. Like, <laughs> So I think I think it's like that much more disgusting because it looks like someone who has not bathed. Or oh, like yeah. No, it looked like care. it looked like they ev like everyone had a botched circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> his looked like a diseased tree root. Ronnie's because oh his is like it's like the one that you see the most, particularly when yeah. he's getting all of the grease off of him in a car wash. I I love that shot of him being blow dried. <laughs> I think that's my favorite shot of the movie. That is the shot that they used for the original soundtrack, which the soundtrack to this movie is perfect. Like for this, like it's not good music. It's not listenable music, but for this music to match the tone of the movie, it is fucking perfect. I love the score of this movie. It's like kind of retro. It's like bar 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 It's fantastic. Oh, it's just I haven't seen a movie this surreal since I watched The Lobster. I haven't seen The Lobster, but I mean, uh, what was it? The uh, farting boner corpse movie with Dan Danny Rads. Yes, um, uh, Swiss Army Man. Yes, it's kind of. I mean, okay, it it's like Swiss Army Man, but but plus, gross. Plus, fuck it more. Like Swiss Army Man had like some sincere moments in with the absurdity and the the surrealism. This is just fuck it. Like I don't know what we're doing. We're just go like. <laughs> this is like you think the humans human body's beautiful. Well, fuck you. No, it's not. It's oh my god! Th okay, I think, 
I think the moment I knew that I was on board with this movie is when it's in the first scene where he's like, I'm not going to give you free drinks. You got false information. And then after they go back for 30 seconds, he just says, check my cheeks. And he takes off his shorts and the the camera just focuses on his ass and he's bent over for a full minute while Braden (laughs) flirts with Janet. And he says, don't just stand there. Help your dad with his shorts. Yeah, he just because like when you moon people, you're just like, haha, my ass. And then you he just leaves his ass out. He just leaves it out. I. Yeah, I also love the universe that this movie takes place in, um, like oh, the yeah. supporting characters, particularly the scene where the tourists are um, at the motel. Yeah, why would the they stay machine? together? Why are those three hanging out? I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a tourist industry wherever they are. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> the, okay, that I think that scene is one of my favorite scenes. The <laughs> Oh, the, because he's like, my paprika ridge chips, and then he says, poracho, and you... Porto. Porto. And you think it's... And you think it's... I'm like, he's like, one more time. <laughs> For like a million times. To- okay, no, I think... Okay, so this scene is basically those three... And everyone is either wearing ridiculous outfits or shirtless or naked in this movie. Nobody wears like t-shirt and jeans or like regular human clothes. Everyone's like, I got fucking. Okay. Oh, the the costumes in this movie are incredible. In a way, this movie is actually kind of progressive in its body positivity because it like nobody that's you know actually naked fits like an ideal standard of beauty it's like how actual people look like having like fat positivity yeah but also it's just i mean okay i don't think it clearly it's not on purpose because i think it's more of like fuck it they're naked like (laughs) oh i know i'm just i'm trying to make it positive (laughs) yeah on on yeah on on pure uh, just falling into that point. I think they do. But anyway, the scene is basically those three tourists are watching the Indian guy buy <laughs> chips out of that out got of stuck. a vending machine, but they get stuck and they are paprika ridge chips. And, and the guy, <laughs> one of the lines that this, what is it? This uh, Senegalese guy or Somali. I don't remember exactly. It doesn't matter. But the, the African dude is just like, Remind me again, friend, what kind of chips are you, did you buy or did you decide upon? Like, I don't think any other movie would, would just be like, yeah, the black (laughs) guy asks him what kind of chips. I mean, we can just show you, but they're, they're embracing the full fuck it. Show you, tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you, because the telling you (laughs) is the joke telling you as alongside showing like they compound the, the rule breakingness of this movie into the joke. But like the Indian guy just is just sitting there and he's like, I bought the paprika ridge chips. And he's just like, Oh, why'd you get, why'd you get those? And he's just like, I like the ridges, all the flavor salts bit. I put my tongue between the ridges to get all the, all the flavor salt. And then the Scandinavian guy's like, that's right. I like ridges too. Like what the fuck kind of dialogue is this? I don't know, but I love it. I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on, but I fucking love it. 
This is a scene in a movie where these guys just talk about ridges and what kind of potato or what the chips are made out of for like five minutes, like a full five minutes. And then they get killed by a guy just naked, covered in grease. <laughs> I It looked OK. I kind of expected this movie to subvert our expectations. So where the greasy strangler turned out to maybe just look like look like his dad and be somebody else entirely so that it would be like a murder mystery. Yeah. But nope. Cause that's what the trailer makes it look like. Yeah. Because, but then, you know, it's, it completely just destroys that. It's like uh, an episode of Columbo where you see who the murderer is. And then we just figure out how Columbo figures out how the murderer is did it yeah. in the first place. Not about like, Oh, who could the killer be? Yeah. Well also like, there's not a plot. Like, there's not a plot to this movie at all. It's just kind of like scenes. There's no arc. It's just like, yeah, he's the greasy strangler. And then there's a woman and then they pick up the woman and then they both do things and the things happen. And then then they're both the things and then they die, and then it's over. Like, there's not like there's not like a goal. There's not a resolution to the goal. There's a, there's one goal in this movie by the sun and it comes at like the 50, like an hour in. He's just like, this is my goal now. I don't know what this I movie feel like, is. I feel like there was a plot as soon as Janet and him started dating and then there's all the conflict there. But you're right. Outside of like the central like uh, three's company dynamics and everything with her yeah. choosing between the two of them. There's not really anything outside of that. No, there really isn't at all. Uh, I also um, love the name. I love the names in this movie. Uh, for instance, like Braden's uh, stepdad. What was his name? It was Ricky Prickles. Yep. Ricky Prickles. His, his stepdad is named Ricky Prickles who forced him, who, uh, Pun, Who like he pun- hates. He hates him because he made him do sit-ups, which made him vomit on the floor. Well, and then he molested him and sexually harassed him. Apparent. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I well, know that's what he says. That's what he said. I have no idea if anything has ever is a thing in this movie. Yeah, it's really hard to tell when someone's actually lying because Ronnie lies all the time. Oh, yeah. Also, I love the car wash guy. The car wash guy is my second favorite character. He is amazing. Yeah, he's, he's like, like oh, just is that you, Ronnie? Is that you? Is that you, Big Ronnie? And it's I love one- the way that the dialogue is just delivered in this movie. Like when Braden's talking about Ricky Prickles, he's like, I don't want to go live there. The last time I was there, he called me Fatty Boom Boom. Fatty Boom Boom. Uh, the the delivery the delivery by the actors where it just it. It feels like the most unprofessional actors you could ever hire, but it's like a good thing. And combined with just the fucking dialogue in this movie is in, is just insane. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, and I forgot to mention the absurd deaths in this movie when the greasy strangler. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, for instance, when the uh, African tourist is like, uh, oh, it's Senegalese, according to Wikipedia. Okay. Um, he 
charge he like he's like we're gonna charge him one two three and he goes at him and then he punches him and his face is like caved in like wily e. coyote just like I ran for- his face I into forgot. an anvil <laughs> i forgot that the guy was he's the crazy he's standing right in like ten five feet in front of him and he's like we are going to tackle him in three <laughs> three two one and then he doesn't move in the, in the guy, he counts in front of him out loud after telling him the plan <laughs> to charge him after he counts people are not fast and fast to act in this movie it's no, all yeah, no, very they just kinda slow hang out I, okay I think another of the this movie is so baffling like it's just it has this the magical what the fuck factor like (laughs) but not like like I feel like half of it is on purpose and the other half is they just hired people who didn't act like (laughs) I don't know the editing has so much to do with this because I, because I feel like you could have like, after every line, they just kind of hang on the guy who or the person who just did their line for like a full second. Like every line, there's like a full second pause after where we just linger on them, and it just creates this just air of like confusion and absurdity. Like, okay, that line's over. What next? Instead of like, in like you know regular human movies where it's like this line this line cut back this line let's go this line this line but this is just like line okay switch camera views line like i don't it's it's weirdly deliberate in its pacing yeah i think it's meant to like off put like to throw the viewer off balance because we're so accustomed to like like slick like snappy like edit 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 this shot to that shot and this just kind of slows down and it it really caught me off guard a lot of the like the pacing of certain scenes Mm -hmm. uh but I just want to ask, do you think that this movie takes place in our universe or that Ronnie just uses like paper money that isn't because like the way that he fucks over <laughs> the blind guy by the giving him money. like hand drawn money? I, I forgot. I totally forgot that all of the money in this movie is just like children's drawings on like cut out paper. I- <laughs> and- and he throws it on the ground too when the hot dog vendor. Oh, and he's yeah. like, I've got to have grease on my dog. This dog isn't greasy enough. I need it to lubricate my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what this movie is, and I love it. I, oh, my God. I think it's as hard to categorize as Hard to Be a God was. Oh, yeah, definitely. In an entirely different way. Yeah, and I, I even wrote down in my notes, I wrote that this is the most disgusting movie I've ever seen, but and I've seen Hard to Be a God. Yeah. And if you want to see a movie that has a, a shit ton of shit, then that's, yeah, Hard, hard to, be, to a be a God is this. Oh, just, I was just cringing through the whole, like when they're like, hey, look, the greasy strangler left behind this grease, and they're like touching it or putting oh, it God. in their mouth, and they're like, ooh. 
Okay, okay. I ha- speaking of which, oh god, I have to I have to mention like right now, speaking of that, um that remain th- what what was the detective name? Uh Jody. Jody. Yeah, so his dad dresses up as a or pretends to be a cop uh named Jody, like a detective. Same same and hair, he just like puts on a mustache and, and just has long scarf. nails. Like ten foot ten foot long fingernail or ten inch long fingernails. For no reason. I don't know why. And and they clearly don't see through the disguise like dad. Oh, it's clear it's clearly him, but he's got just long fingernails. I don't know where he got them. But he goes in and he like plays with the grease on the ground with only his fingernails and then rubs it on his face a bit. And he's like, this grease is good for the skin. And then they go downstairs and just have a chat. And he's just like, do not pursue this. And he says the repetition of lines in this movie, like a thousand times repeating things like I don't know why that's a thing, but I love it. It feels like they didn't make a long enough movie, so they're just like, fuck it, put that in again three times. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go disco dance. Let's go disco dancing, Big Ronnie. Come on, Big Ronnie. Remember when we went disco dancing? And he turns weirdly passive aggressive where he's like, we we used to go that, but I guess you've been busy lately. With the weirdest change in vocal, like vocal tone, like, hey there, Big Ronnie, I wish you'd take me disco dancing, like just like huge swings. Also, how does his business work if he's the only one that's there and he just sits inside? He just sits there and says, hey, did you do? Did you? Is that you? Did you clean your things? Okay, cool. And also the car wash costs coins. It is a coin operated car wash. Didn't they used to be coin operated? Yeah, but like now the price of anything coin operated for a car wash, you would not make enough money to do fucking dick with. That is not enough money. Not even if you're a blind disco descendant. Okay, maybe then. (laughs) (laughs) And then Janet, who was on the first uh, disco tour comes and like she has a date with Brayden and then Uh Ronnie's like oh I don't want to lose you son and he's like oh you're I guess next you're gonna want to move out aren't you but you and I'll be here alone but you won't care you'll be too busy making love (laughs) (laughs) and he just pretends to cry into his pillow yep He's like, yeah, I'm going to die of loneliness. People do that, you know, and you're not going to care. Oh, my God. I don't don't know what this is. This is the I think this is literally the the single most baffling, like, piece of cinema I have ever consumed. I think it's up there for me. I still have to digest it, honestly. Yes. Okay, I think also okay. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. Honestly, uh, the um the food. The food in this movie. Mm. Oh god. 
Um, I was I was eating dinner while I was watching this, and I then did I put not it aside. make that mistake. <laughs> what? I did not make that mistake at all. I I like started eating, and then I just put it aside for like fifteen minutes until there yep. wasn't food for a while. Yep. <laughs> the um because it's just a lot of the shots are like really close up things of food, and then he's like, "You gotta put more grease on it. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be greasier." The um there. <laughs> All the okay, all of the food that he consumes is like red meat. It's always like sausages, or he does pasta once, and he's like hot dogs. This yeah, hot dogs. There's this okay. He w- w- the hot dog vendor scene when he gets a hot dog, <laughs> and it, and the guy like the nicest guy. Of, of a food vendor, he's like, that's one famous chili dog. Hot damn, isn't that? That's a wonderful chili dog you got there. And he's like, where's the grease? I need more grease. It needs to be greasier to lubricate my throat. And he's, and the guy, the guy says like seven he's times. Like, it like, is not safe for you to have that not, much grease I on your dog. I will lose my license. It's not safe for you. Like a, permu- a permutation of those two things, like <laughs> seven times. And they just talk back and forth. This is like a whole thing in this movie where they just like one character will repeat the same thing over and over. And the other characters will just be like, can I say something to get out of this? Can he stop? (laughs) Like, it feels like a competition to see who who has to stop talking first. Between the actors. He just goes behind the vendor's cart and then dips it in the grease and then sort of like saunters away like (laughs) (laughs) there's there's just a grease bucket in the bottom and it just I'm pretty sure that that's not how grease works when you own a hot dog stand. What he even says, like, I'm gonna get a nice full dip, and then he d- just dips the whole thing in, and, <laughs> and then later he gets a guy to steal that grease bucket to bring it home, and they pour it in a pan. I don't think there was anything else in the pan but the grease. I don't know. Oh, you, you mean their friend Oinker? Yes, yes. Who, who just, is a man who just has a pig nose over his like, like regular nose the, that is not explained prosthetic just like placed over his regular nose and it is clearly the worst prosthetic work of all time and it's amazing well it's not even like oh i had my nose cut off he's just introduced oh oinker it's so normal that you're here hello oh, we are hi. going to the movie theater later Oh, hello, Oinker. That is clearly your name and your nose. This is normal. Oh, but I think I also love how how terrible of a like a killer Ronnie is. He's like, oh yeah, like with the hot dog vendor. He's like, I'm asking for grease. You think I'm the greasy strangler, don't you? Well, I'm not the greasy strangler. You might think I am, but I'm not. But I'm not. And he's like, you you just want to leave me behind. I'm coming with. I thought that they were talking about the whorehouse, like a brothel. Yeah. No, and then the when movie it sh- theater is named the horror house. Yeah, which makes a lot more sense. But the titles make it sound like it's like a porno theater. Because I, I wrote down the, the titles. Point. It said in bed with mother. This is on the marquee of the oh, horror yeah. house. In bed with mother. In bed with grandfather. <laughs> the gin. The Ginger Viking, 
banana cold and men with red faces. I would watch every single one of those movies. <laughs> and I think what I love the next scene where they're just uh, walking home and there's two other hot dog vendors having like a candlelit vigil yeah. for the hot dog vendor who had been murdered. And then <laughs> like there's some sort of like, <laughs> like that's just what they do. That's their culture. That's what they do. Oh, Marty, we told you not to work on this on this street. What about the okay? Once oh, again, we didn't mention how the hot dog vendor died. Oh yeah, no, I love that. So basically, the the hot dog vendor lives in a trailer home. He opens the window while he poops in his trailer, and then Ronnie just kind of grabs him, kills him, and then he just sits down. His eyeballs pop out of his head when he kills him. He and then like Ronnie just goes inside, rolls the eyeballs like in like fucking breading, and cooks them, and then just sits there, <laughs> salts them, and eats them. Like I don't like. Is he supposed to be like a gross killer? And then he's just like, "This is a nice meal." Like, and it's not like a gross way, like Hannibal is, where you know it's like the guy. It's just like this is happening now, and we're showing it because we are. Well, I think what makes something like Hannibal gross is that, on some level, the food actually looks appetizing because they use actual chefs to like, oh well, this is yeah. how that would work. And you're like, oh, I want to eat that weirdly, but I can't because I know it's like grilled lungs or a liver or something. Yeah. Whereas this is obviously purely gro like meant to be grotesque. Oh, another thing about the um another thing about the uh the hot dog vendor. <laughs> when he tells him the price, he goes, That'll be one with the middle finger, two, three dollars. Like <laughs> Yeah, I love that he starts three? with and he starts with the middle finger for no reason. And he why do you have to count up to the I, do, I don't know <laughs> I don't know and sp and speaking of I don't know we now return to full house but up it's a bunch of kids in a house and there's a dad I'm DJ Tanner played by Bob Saget I'm sad hey dad don't you want to go to the mall with me, one of the female children characters who I don't know my name? Oh, I don't know. Why don't you ask Uncle Jesse? Uncle Jesse? Hello? Well, do you want to take the teenage daughter to the mall? Yeah, I want to go pick up some chicks. All right, well, maybe one day you'll find a love interest that will take you away because uh, we all live and it's very stuffed in here because there's a lot of occupants in this home. If well, you didn't would get say that. it's a full house. <laughs> I'm going to go play cards because that's also a reference to cards. Goodbye. Oh, I, I didn't get that until you explained it. Thanks, Uncle Jesse. You're so welcome. Everyone loves me. <laughs> now that I'm alone, I can put my head into the microwave and say goodbye to this cruel world. Daddy, I'm still here. Can I watch you kill yourself? <laughs> oh, no. Um, Daddy was saying that he could put uh, bread in the microwave. No, I want you to kill yourself. I want to watch. 
<laughs> oh, well, you got it, dude. You got it, dude. I'll, I'll put your head in the microwave. No, I don't do that until season nine. I'll be watching you everywhere you look. Everywhere, everywhere. is a hot. You know you hold on to. to. Yeah. <laughs> Next week on Full House. Kimmy, you you deflated the tire on my car, and I have to get back to my full house for prom. Oh no, it looks like I really messed up this time. <laughs> My boyfriend won't be able to make out with me now that we're going to be late to the dance. How could you, Kimmy? I'm always alone. Nobody cares about you, Kimmy. Why don't you just walk into traffic? I agree. In fact, I bet there's another sitcom character driving by. Did somebody say driving by? Hey there. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm I'm reading Enjoy. a sports column. Do you know anything about sports? You're... All right, get in the car. I'll Company. give you a ride. We now return to the catastrophe section. Thank you. Yeah. I think all the sausages. There is so many phallic, Im- like so much oh, phallic yeah. imagery in this movie. It's all so- It's all dicks. It is all dicks. Okay. We, okay. That. So I like that they. Clearly on purpose, the woman's pubic hair is just spilling out from her fucking underwear (laughs) because like, like it's clearly on purpose, like for no reason. It's just like, yeah, no, that has to happen. Like that's, that's just how it goes. Cause those guys clearly have their fake dicks everywhere. And then she just has her, the pubic hair is just out of the, I don't, (laughs) I don't know why, (laughs) but it is. Well, because grooming isn't a thing, I guess. Yeah, I why not? I mean, sure. What about the um I love I love Ronnie's disco outfit. Oh, how it's just it's totally backwards and he's just got like it's just got his dong showing it's just through there. the clear part. I think that was my favorite scene like the, in the entire movie of what the fuckness like I'm going to take her to like because he asks to spend more time the, with Janet because he wants to bang her incredible and he's like I'm going to take her to this disco joint that I used to take your mom to yeah and there it is the weirdest dance scene I've ever seen and they're just standing on the dance floor and him and this old guy who looks like he wandered into the club are just pelvically thrusting in the same direction well no in the, oh, yeah in the beginning of the scene that guy's just like sitting there like he looks like he's on drugs just bobbing his head like like micro bobbing his head just in the corner in a suit like weirdly like hunched over and then there's like it's literally like just those two then they're like peanuts dancing they're doing the same move forever it's amazing but i think in i don't know if it's a better scene 
but the random scene where he's in the disco suit and he's just walking down the street and then a spotlight just shines on him and then he just dances and then he just dances for like three minutes and then it turns off and he just continues to walk down the street. (laughs) What is this movie? What is this movie? I don't know. (laughs) It's so good. You know, I'm okay with not knowing in this case. I, I agree entirely. It makes it so much better. I, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, it just happens. And it's, it happens. It's, it's like an event in front of your face that you didn't it's, sign up for. I was hypnotized by this movie. A lot of times when like we're watching a really bad romantic comedy or something for the show. Cause I watch the movies usually without somebody like you do. Uh-huh. Um, I put it onto the, like a side window while it's like, do like if it's not a particularly interesting scene or something and they're just like, well, let's catch you up on what you missed people at home in the Midwest, in the middle yeah. of the cable channel. And I'll like look up stuff about the movie. But for this, I didn't do that at all. I was just transfixed just by glued, yeah, the, your, your whole being is glued to this film. <laughs> oh, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, so they go over to Janet's house for dinner and, uh, while Janet is, uh, ha- like while she's urinating, we have what Ronnie knocks on the door and he says, Hey, uh, he's like, I got to brush my teeth. And she's like, well, I'm peeing. And he's, that's usually private. And he's like, I, I forgot what he said. No, no. Okay, so he, she, he doesn't knock. He's, she says, "Who's there?" And it's like it's Ronnie, and he's like, "I was hoping to watch you pee." That is what he oh, opens yeah. with, and then she's just like, "Well, no, that's weird." And then he's just like, "Well, too bad. I gotta brush my teeth." And then he just opens the door, <laughs> and he starts brushing his teeth without toothpaste. And he's like, I promise I won't look. And he's just staring at her, brushing like two teeth only. Like, and then just no, like winks at the her. Best, the best part is that he looks like he's watching her pee. And then while he starts brushing, he says, I promise I won't watch. And then he goes from totally looking like he's going to watch to more looking like he's watching to her. In, like intensely watching. Like, ooh, look at that specimen. Oh, boy. I love and let's let's go to a special section of talking about dongs to talk about Ronnie's junk. Hello and welcome to talking about dongs. Have you seen the movie? Hey, Dong Dongerson, have you seen the Greasy Strangler? I sure have. It has magnitudes of calculators. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about the dongs on parade in this particular movie? Well, the important. Okay, here's the bad thing about this movie. The bad thing about this movie is there are only two dongs. However, those two dongs are shown in magnitude. The one on Ronnie's is monstrous and uh, veiny and absurd and just kind of hanging out always. I wrote down in my my field notes... um, that Ronnie has the most malformed, disease-ridden, pustulitic genitals that I've ever seen. Sure, yeah, that sounds right. He's got like 
He's got like huge warts the size of quarters on like two sides of his dick. It's gross. Those are the testicles? No, it's like on the penis. Oh, good. And the head is formed like a rat's head. <laughs> yeah, it looks like. <laughs> and they mention it in the movie. It looks like a mouse head. <laughs> well, are you the pe- are you the penguin? Let's go over to the Batcast now. I'm Batman and I'm patrolling the city. Oh gosh. Look, I, there's no bad guys right now. That's a that's a good thing when there aren't bad guys. That means I don't have to beat anybody up or pay for new batarangs. Because, I mean, I can afford them because I'm clearly a, a billionaire, but I can only say that because nobody's around. Good thing that's happening. It's me, Scarecrow Batman. No, no, hey, uh, I'm, I'm totally poor. Why does that matter? Um, because you're a bad guy and I don't like what you're doing. I'm Batman. Anyway, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna cut to the chase. I have fear gas in an orphan in an orphanage a few blocks over, and you won't be able to stop me. Na 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 na. Well, I'm gonna run after you with my legs and use my muscles in my feet and my legs and my bones to chase after you, and hopefully I can stop you using the muscles well, in my arms to punch you really hard. Why are you describing the whole bodily experience? You could just say, I'm going to stop you. Well, I thought I want you to get the full scope of what's going to happen. All right, well, tss, ha, now I've sprayed you with my signature scare, s- scare spray. What are you afraid of most, Batman? Oh, no, I'm afraid people will know that I'm a rich person while I'm in costume. Wait. Batman's rich? Uh, uh, I'm afraid. Of what? What are you afraid of? Tell me, I must know your weakness. Uh, you are a spooky man with a mask. Yeah? That's, that's pretty, pretty scary. What are you afraid of, aside from me, Batman? I don't know, you're kind of just in my view right now, so it's kind of just you at the moment. Ah, damn, the active ingredient must be acting up in a stupid ah, can. I'm afraid I have pooped my pants. That's it! I must make Batman poop himself. I already have. <laughs> it's, it's just happened. Well, so there's nothing else that you're afraid of? Well, I don't, I mean, probably, but you're really spooky right now. <sighs> you know what? I'll just, I'll let it go this time. I'll, I'll shut off the orphanage thing remotely. I've had enough of this for one All day. Right. You really need to work on your hero dynamic. Okay. Like okay. I'll send you a review on hero, on HeroQuestReview.com. Oh. Really? You just, you need some practice. Okay. Well, I'm Batman. I know who you are. Oh, do you? I thought you didn't for a minute. <laughs> I'm one of your nemeses. Of course I know who oh, you are. right. No, I know you. <laughs> anyway, I hope I hope other burlap. bad guys are not are not You're as the burlap brother. I'm 
Yes, I'm the burlap brother. Yeah, and you're a scary man. That's who you are. I remember who you are. I also own Burlapton Coat Factory. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's really impressive. That's a lot of money. It's a joke. I thought you were afraid of bad jokes. Ah! Oh, you actually are. I, that, yeah, that no, was, that was that's scary. Anyway, um, uh, next time bring Robin. Maybe he'll be Batarang. better. Ow, my face. You bastard. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm Batman and I don't like you. You're bad. Uh, the gas Wait. wore off, so I'm going to punch you now with my legs using my Wait muscles. Wait a second. This Batarang says Wayne kick. Enterprises kick. on it. Oh, no, ah. kick. <laughs> Ow. No, it doesn't. I don't think you know how to. You're illiterate. <laughs> I know you're Wait. a doctor, but clearly you're illiterate. Wait, Wait. your boots also say exclusive Watch. property of. Oh. No, they don't. <laughs> and your cape. No, I'm bad. No, I'm bad. Uh, knife. <laughs> knife? I thought you didn't kill people. I never said that. Ow. Oh, my abdomen. Okay, bye. All right. Whee. Away I go. I'll get you next time, Batman, That's whoever me. you may be. That's me. I'm Batman. <laughs> next week, Batman goes to a donut shop and then gets tied up helping someone who's choking to death in the middle of a gunfire fight. <coughs> Don't worry. I'm going to get you out of here. <coughs> you ate too many donuts. <laughs> We're going to get you, Batman. Oh, no, we're being shot at. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, I'm trying to help. Hey, guys, can you stop shooting at me? I'm trying to help a guy not choke on donuts. <laughs> Let's hope that Batman doesn't get glazy on the job. I don't next like time. that. That joke was poorly thought out. <laughs> oh, you killed. This guy's dead. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Batman. We now return to the catastrophe section. Uh-huh. Oh, and I think my other favorite scene next to the disco joint is the... Uh, so Ronnie's just sitting naked at Janet's table, and he's got a grapefruit, and she comes downstairs, and she's like, oh, hey, Ronnie. And he's like, hey, do you like oily grapefruit? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he pours this, like, a full thing of grease all over this fucking piece of grapefruit and he just yep. starts massaging it like a vagina just like mm, yep. <laughs> like Blofeld's cat just kind of like yes my plan is coming together oh my god as if that's supposed to be like seductive like yeah, alright that's, oh that's a real panty dropper right there that's a moistener and it just shows that for like a full minute just mm, digging into the grapefruit <laughs> Yeah, oh boy, let me just massage this. Oh, and I love his story that he's telling Janet on the park bench, you know, while he's just sitting with his dick hand. Oh like, my God. <laughs> where he's and, the like ja Michael Jackson story. Yeah, where he's like, we were at this club after he had performed and there was this guy who was giving him some trouble and he hit him so hard his hair came out. His hair and fell there out. Were these, there were these two Korean twins that were into us, and we were we went into this uh, the back of it, and we were just pumping, and we, then we covered them in hot milky cum, and everybody applauded, and everyone applauded. Yep. <laughs> and everyone applauded. That's fucking.
fucking dialogue. Like everyone's just watching and is like, oh great, the Milky Come ending. Woohoo! Oh, yay! Oh boy! That was fantastic. Later, after he and Janet decide to start fucking, um, he actually even brags. Like, he says, I usually shoot six ropes of cum. Oh, my God. Yep. And then have a little and- bit of the clear stuff afterwards. And then he says, oh, I wrote it down. Hold on. I got to pull up the exact wording because it's amazing. Hold on. Okay. He says, I'm the something sp- about Spider-Man. Yeah. He's the Spider-Man of Cocktown. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you're the Tarzan of cum jungle. <laughs> That is dirty talk that they are having while fucking <laughs> Tarzan of cum jungle. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I love it. Holy shit. Oh my God. <sighs> okay. Well, I don't even know what else to cover like things just happen Brayden um oh um, here pig guy dies oinker oh yeah oinker okay one thing I don't understand so the greasy strangler just breaks into his room and he's sitting in a chair in like the seedy motel and there's just like this static on the TV what the fuck was he doing he's just watching static Yeah, he's not watching it. He's just watching fucking static on the TV. And he's like, yep, that's what I do. I did like his narration of dying, though. He's like, oh, I guess that could be attributed to the dying part (laughs) of her life. I forgot about that. He Uh, takes forever to die. He's just getting strangled. And then later, he's just like, this is amazing. (laughs) It seems like that. That part seems like they were just like. All right, we're just kind of kind of keep the camera rolling, just kind of say stuff like. <laughs> and then what happens is uh, after he kills him, the greasy strangler takes off his pig nose, reaches into like the hole where his nose used to be, yep. takes the blood and then licks it like what? Yeah, that was the grossest part of this movie. Ugh. That was the only part where I was like actually revolted by this movie. The rest of it was just like, that's just silly. I was revolted by the uh, the grease on the floor when Jody picks it up with like his nails and he's just like and puts it on his face. Oh, or, or yeah. Also, how are they able to gain access to a murder investigation? Because it seems like the police are non-existent in this universe. Yeah, they're not and a that, thing. And when Brayden calls the police, how is Ronnie able to intercept and be like, all right, I'll come over there tomorrow. Right? Name's Jody. I don't know. <laughs> this is clearly in the al- an alternate dimension. Well, it's a dimension where disco happens. So, you know, it must have been a cool and still dimension. happens, apparently in very yeah. seedy places that are a thing. <laughs> where dongs are centered. Yeah, I love I like when they when they go into the murder house and then the the guy where or Oinky was Oink or whatever Oink guy pig guy it's just Oinker Oinker yeah Oinker I don't remember exactly what it was where Oinker they go into Oinker's house and the landlord just lets them in and then closes the door behind them like all right they're in they've seen it all right <laughs> and, <laughs> and then and then and then Braden's just like oh, this is a lot to process let's go sit down at the table. And then he just starts eating like puffed Cheetos. Ugh. 
like and talking about nothing like <laughs> that's what you do at a murder scene that you're allowed to be in apparently and uh Braden is uh like I mentioned a fantasy writer and he is like angrily writing like he's kind of putting uh his lived experience into novels um and he has these posters for these novels that he's written or plans on writing. And yeah. I wrote them down. Uh, they are called I'm in love with a space duck. And it has like a naked duck with a space helmet, sp- helmet on yeah. it. Like a and duck then, with like tits. And then, yeah, there's like the element of Arag, which they, t- which him and Janet talked about. Yeah. The amulet or whatever. Yeah. Where the amulet that she talks about is like, you must have a big amulet. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't own an amulet. <laughs> And Rasta Revenge. And then he's. Yep. (laughs) And that's the one where he's narrating later on. I love that because he he has this line of dialogue where he says, you're under arrest for conspiracy to commit revenge. (laughs) (laughs) For thinking that revenge could be a thing. Yeah, because he decides to confess that he's been in love. Like, because he's like the sympathetic character, really. Yeah. Yeah, yes. He's like, Janet, I love you. I've always loved you. Ever since I first saw you on the disco tour, please be with me. And she's like, don't say that, but I love you too. And he confronts her while she's, you know, just hanging out naked in the kitchen. Yep. Because that's what people do in this movie. Yeah. And I guess, you know, some households, people do walk around naked, but I don't know. It's just supposed to be off-putting. And he tells her about Revenge Incorporated, which is an idea for... Uh, where revenge is illegal, but yes, you can hire a company to do it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Okay. Question. How does the greasy strangler choose his victims? Uh, they mildly bother him. I mean, but the, the car wash guy wasn't bothering him. Okay. never mind. I don't know. He just does. It just seems like because Oinker didn't do anything. He actually gave him more grease. Yeah. Oh, God. When he put. okay, what was it? He pours grease on popcorn, like a whole bucket of grease on popcorn. He's just like, I need a bucket of popcorn, a big bucket of popcorn. And then he just (laughs) and then he has it. And then he just goes behind the counter. And the guys at the concession were like, all right. And then he just steals some grease and they pours the whole bucket on the popcorn. He makes his own all like extra virgin olive oil in his room. Uh. Also, their kitchen table is covered in vials of just grease, like different kinds of grease and like oils are just in vials on their table. I uh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this movie is, but I love it. Oh, one thing I do like about the uh, the murder of the car wash guy, as much as I like him, is that he rips off, the greasy strangler rips off his head, and then there's just a basketball net that he throws it into and, and scores. Misses. He oh, misses. misses it. That's the best part. Like, I feel like if they're gonna do it, like normally they'd just be like, "Yeah, he made it." Like, nope, missed. Fuck it. I don't know where that basketball hoop came from, but I'm glad he missed because normally it'd be like, yeah, he made it in one shot. That's amazing. But like, nope, fucked it up. (laughs) 
Oh my god! And then so Janet decides to get back together with Brayden. Yeah. Um, Ronnie puts on the greasy strangler stuff. So does the grease make them turn like demented? Like because uh, Brayden, because Ronnie takes Janet to like the horror house. Okay, you no, know, hold because on. he real quick. This this scene is procced by. They're just talking and being like, I love you. Let's we're going to move in together and all this stuff. And then Big Ron is just under his bed, just sitting there being like, God damn it. And then he awkwardly rolls out like a like just scrapes himself out from under the bottom of the bed. And is just like, ah, you bastards. And he's just when did, why did he think that going under there is a good, good reason, good thing to do? And then they say, hey, don't wait under our, don't lurk under our bed, silly. What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, we got to talk about Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie. Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie. Yes. Yes. So when they were. um, Yeah. When Ronnie was fucking her. What's her name again? Janet. 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 When, (laughs) after they fuck. After Ronnie and Janet fuck, they're just, he just randomly says, you're a hootie tootie disco cutie. And then they repeat that for the next like three minutes. And then it cuts from them back to Brayden, who's just having a fucking anxiety attack. Like, no. And then he runs into their room and just screams at them to stop. And they just keep going. They keep going. (laughs) <laughs> and then they keep going and then well they're naked too so they're yeah. like uh you see he's like no janet not your butt and there's like a close-up of her butt and she's like holding it together like hootie tootie disco cutie hootie like, tootie yeah. disco cutie that's what that's that's what happens in life so do you think the grease turns them like mentally ill You know, I don't think there's enough reason behind it. Well, because Brayden puts on the grease to go save Janet. And then he just kills her also. Yeah, I I don't know why he decided to help kill Janet. That didn't make sense. I have no idea. (laughs) You know, I'm not looking for making sense in this sort of a movie, to be fair. And also, I love that the greasy strangler doesn't kill janet in the house he takes her all the way across town to the front seat of a movie theater and is just strangling her when Braden gets there he's like i can be a greasy strangler too it's a fucking oh it's so good so so the point of janet was to bring them closer together y- yes Sure. And then they're kind of sitting on a beach and they're like, well, you know what? I used to like you as a baby, but, you know, you uh, you made you you cooked all your food really dry and you made it really hard to score ass to score ass. <laughs> you know what every father should do. While yeah, parenting. you know. And then they and then he's like, well. What Ricky? What? What's the guy's name? Oh, uh, r- uh Ricky. 
Ricky Prickles. Ricky Prickles. Yes, Ricky Prickles. They're just like, let's go kill Ricky Prickles. And then they're like, yeah, let's go kill Ricky Prickles with the weird repeating thing again. And then they're and then the next shot is just they're in the woods. Doing things, they're like chasing Ricky Prickles and Ricky Prickles like, ha, I'm a sprinter and I do I'm you'll never catch me. And then he trips and then they rip off his ears and rip out his eyes and eat. Oh, I loved that. He's just like, you'll never catch me. I'm a professional sprinter. And then he like immediately and he's like, ah, fuck. Oh, my God. Why? Why did the end? I mean, it is so the ending of this movie is so fitting because there's not like an end to this movie. Like, I don't know how you would end a movie like this. But like, also, I don't understand the ending of this movie. No, nobody does. There will not be an ending that would be understandable to this movie. So they just wander around the woods and then eventually they stumble upon them, their non greasy selves being tied up to poles and filled full of AK-47 rounds by two dudes and a guy with a drum. And then their heads explode and a bunch of grease pours out. Oh yeah, that was grease. I thought it was soda. And then they just wander more. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think so. Like, are they dead or did they kill their human parts? And sure. Why not? Oh my God. Well, I definitely need to watch like this would be a great drunk movie to watch. Oh yeah. Like get like 40 people to watch this in a move in like a full theater. This would have been fucking so much better because then everyone like I feel this is a this is people say like oh Avatar is like a spectacle movie Doctor Strange is a spectacle movie because they have all these very pretty things and there's so much big stuff happening on screen but I would argue that this is so much more of a spectacle movie because it's like I don't know what's happening but like everything that's happening on screen is something you haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. Whether that's a good or a bad thing. (laughs) And I guess the ambiguity, I don't know if that does the movie favors, but I guess since it's so plot light, I don't think it is something that goes against the movie. Yeah. If that makes sense. I agree. So was there anything else you wanted to talk about with regard to the greasy strangler, Aaron? Oh, man, I don't. I don't think there is anything else that could be covered. There's so much in this movie. There, it, it like there's just so much. Uh, the one the one thing I'll say is after about the 30 minute mark, it kind of slows down a lot until like there's like a 15 minute lull in this movie, I feel. Oh, uh, for which part? 
like okay after after he kills um after he goes through the car wash the first time after he kills the um you know what am i what part am i thinking yeah like after he kills after like the first kill there's like this lull like a 15 20 minute lull where i mean yeah weird stuff's happening but it doesn't it didn't keep my interest during that part. I don't feel as well that like, I don't know. I think, well, uh, yeah. well, if that'll be all, then let's go ahead and render our verdicts on the greasy strangler. Yes. I, I agree. Watch this. Yes. I, we liked this movie. Uh, Yeah. I I don't know if you'll like it, but I think you should see it. Oh, it's not for everybody. Definitely no, not. It's not for most people, probably. Like, honestly, this is a- I, I feel like a lot of people would just be like, why the fuck would anyone watch this movie? But it's fucking great. <laughs> I mean, if you're a Rudy Tootie Disco Cutie. I don't see why not. Yeah. I am so going to get the soundtrack to this movie. Like it's, it's, it's real weird. I love it. Yeah. If you could put some of the soundtrack on the end of this episode, I think that would help our audience get a little bit of a taste of what the music's like. Yeah. Uh, so, why don't we take a little break and have an episode of the Pawner? Mm, there was a lot of genitalia. Oh, you see, in lieu of, you know, having pornography, let's talk about pornography that we have looked at recently. Let's start with you, Thaddeus. Hmm, I saw the best pornography of all time. Oh, do tell. It was cumshotgrannies.gov. Oh, there's a new site that just came out last time and last week. And uh, oh boy, howdy, do they have some good gushing grannies? Oh, you know, we actually have the lucky son of a bitch that actually gets to fuck the grannies on the show. <laughs> Say hello, granny fucker. Oh, uh, uh, hello? So, how long have you wanted to fuck grannies? I, I'd pre- actually, I'd prefer not. To then, then why are you the one who does it on the website? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'm the sound guy, and uh, and uh, I was just there on the first day. I got paid twenty dollars to do the sound, and but the guy who was who was gonna fuck the grannies uh, didn't show up, so I had to step in. Ooh, and when you stepped in, did you have a big throbbing erection to put it into the granny? Uh, uh, no, I actually had to take like five, um, boner pills. 
So. Ooh. So how did you like fucking the grannies? I, I, I really, I didn't. I don't, I don't enjoy that. Well then why don't you, why do you do it in every video for the website? Uh, Troy, the owner of the website, is keeping me in a dungeon. Um, with a gun to my head, if I don't. Oh, sounds like a very hostile sexual environment. It's not, you know, call the police, please. <laughs> okay, you kid are you. Everyone that's been the sound no, guy no, for comeshotgrannies.com. Right. We look help. forward to seeing you fuck more grannies in the future. Help. Goodbye. Someone, someone, please help. Please call the police. <laughs> Frankenstein gods, take him away! Oh, oh god, no, no. Oh god, please don't make me fuck you. <laughs> anyway, let's go jerk off into a trash can and end the show. Yes, let's. Oh, frappity frapp. <laughs> Ooh, there was some poo in that one. In in your cum? <laughs> Maybe. Mm. That closes out the porner. Goodbye. Goodbye. We now return to the catastrophe section. <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot I forgot to mention the awkward phone sex that uh Oh right. <laughs> oh my god, that scene. I I don't know how to describe it. <coughs> the it's um the what procs the phone sex scene is more amazing to me i feel because yeah it's a phone sex scene but it's literally like he calls her to be like i think my dad is the greasy strangler and she's like do you want me to come over and he's like no it's too dangerous here but we should quickly have phone sex <laughs> <laughs> just you know because because and this is the first time you see his microphallus and he's just like nah is that technically a microphallus i guess i don't know it just looks like malformed whatever it doesn't well, matter well not malformed just like not erect i guess and then he it just lingers on him and he just goes <gasps> Yep. He makes the weirdest noises when it happens. Yeah, that's a scene in the movie. And it takes like um like like a minute. Oh, it's it's very long. Yeah, it's a thing. Sp Speaking of penises, Aaron was actually nominated most likely to to have to fuck a dumpster in high school. Oh, it's fucking dumpsters is my life. And toilets. Uh yeah, I'd fuck that toilet. <laughs> Give me that toilet. Yep. And I was voted most likely to jerk off into a trash can. Oh, boy. I mean, wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. I just have this image of, like, this guy out in public just, like, violently, like, oh, trash. Oh, boy, I love trash. It's Danny DeVito fucking dumpsters. Oh, the boy. Greasy the greasy strangler actually sounds like a euphemism for jerking off. It really does. 
Anyway, uh, so let's move on to counterpoints. So, Aaron, this movie has a certain percentage on Rotten Tomatoes. What's the percentage? Uh, I'm going to guess straight 50. Higher. Good. 60. 64. Okay. Uh, 27 fresh, 15 rotten. Um, consensus reads the greasy strangler definitely isn't for everyone, but film goers in step with its off kilter stride are in store for a singular cinematic experience. This is a v- ridiculously accurate description. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, and, uh, the audience score is 53 liked it based on an average of 3.3 out of five, but there's only 844 user ratings. Yeah. I think partly because it, it's only released on, uh, VOD. Yeah. It didn't really get play anyway. Yeah. Well that, I mean, it, it premiered at Sundance. So that's yeah. why there's a bunch of critic reviews there. Yeah. But I like that it's like low budget enough to have like a singular vision like that. Oh, yeah. There is no way that another thing that's great about like this movie, like lighting and camera and set like tech, like on a purely technical level, this movie is well made. Like they got professional people to make this fucking weird shit. And that makes it so much better. Mm hmm. Well, there's no user reviews on Metacritic. Um, but let's I'll just read uh, a few like consensus ones. So Empire gave it an 80 out of 100. It says if you can take the assault on your senses, it's worth sticking with a core of, ge- of genuine affecting drama and dollops of sly quotable humor. The rap says an ugly and frequently hilarious descent into all things repellent. The debut feature from director Jim Hosking plants itself firmly in a world of filth and shock. Yes. On the negative side, um, LA Times writer Katie Walsh gave it while the greasy strangler eventually becomes. Hold on. Uh, becomes tiresome and it's relentless repellence. It's just so odd. It deserves to be lauded for simply existing. Uh, yes. And she gave it a 60 out of a hundred. Uh, and the lowest score on Metacritic is, excuse me. Uh, the Seattle times gave it a 12 and they wrote the best thing about the greasy strangler, that title, the worst thing about the greasy strangler, everything that follows that title. Yeah. This is a very divisive film. But I, 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 I like all the middling reviews for this because I think the people like all the credits, critics who gave it, because I actually read like while I was waiting for you to, to be all set up, I was I was um, I was reading all the reviews uh, because there's like there's like 13 of them or something, not much. And all the ones in the middle, like literally every pretty much everyone who saw this movie are like, this is not for like most people will dislike this movie. So I, even the middling ones are like, there is a place for this movie. I did not like it, but there is a place for it. I think because movies now, uh, like most of the big studio movies are so cookie cutter. Like oh, yeah. oh, all of them are, you've seen it before. Well, here's the same thing again. And so seeing something that's like, you may not like, but you can, respect the originality of which is yes. why i think both of us 
liked um, Swiss Army Man and this oh, yeah. so much is because they're so different and original. Yeah. And still well made. Oh, yeah. And I don't even know what the budget was, but it looks like it premiered on January 22nd of 2016 at the Sundance Film Festival in Utah. Uh, the box office say that it's only made like $41,716. Uh, That's probably from film festivals, though. Yeah. And it is out on VOD now on Amazon, Vudu, so you should check it out. Yeah, throw some um, money at him. The director and writer has previously done a bunch of shorts, a TV miniseries called Privado, a segment called G is for Granddad in ABCs of Death 2, and The Greasy Strangler is his first feature. His name is Jason Hosking. All but right. yeah, um, pretty promising first uh, film. So uh, anything else before we move into what's on our radar, Aaron? I think we covered it. All right. Well, Aaron, what is on your radar? Um, speaking of um, cookie cutter swill, uh, Doctor Strange. It was, I saw it. It was fine, but boring. Like, it's, it's like a magic Tony Stark. Like, he doesn't, like, he's, he's a rich dude who does everything great. You know, like, he, he is Tony Stark, but instead of using technology, he just gets wounded and is like, man, enlightenment. All right. Like, I don't mean to be dismissive because it's still it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's not trash, but it's like I've seen it before. And Doctor Strange is supposed to be this weird, like otherworldly, ridiculous, like not ridiculous, but like like dimensional craziness. And they did a fantastic job with the visual style of all the crazy, like shifting worlds and all that fucking crazy madness. But I'm just fucking sick of everything being the same, you know? Yeah. I feel like that. I mean, clearly that's just a victim of me not wanting everything to be the same. I, I'm just, I'm sick of it. I still want to go see it. It's, I, I think it's worth a watch. I'd, I'd say, but I didn't like it really. Just because I like the director, the actors, particularly Mads Mikkelsen, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, Mads I mean, Mikkelsen the cast is, alone is enough to yeah, make me want to see this movie. Mads Mikkelsen doesn't do anything in this movie. He I feel like that's endemic of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in general, though. Yeah, they, they have a formula and they're going to stick to it, even if it's boring as shit now. Well, I mean, particularly for villains, they are much like uh, Thor the Dark World, which is, well, I just love Thor as my favorite Avenger, but it's very, if you don't love the main character in the story, the the villains in Marvel Cinematic Universe movies have become so, well, we'll just make them generically evil because it doesn't matter because the real point is to get the hero introduced yeah, in their own true. movie and then they'll be in other movies. Yeah, what happened is fucking like Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock being like an actual character with hopes and dreams. And the only reason he's doing this is because like, I don't remember exactly why, but like it was like this power plant thing or something like he had motivation and a character because Spider-Man was already established. We knew what Spider-Man did because it was a sequel. But like, I don't know. There's even in the first one, like the Green Goblin had reasons. What? Uh, 
You gotta, you gotta fill like the, out your enemies. A lot of the, well, a lot of the human factor, I think, gets sacrificed there in favor of, uh, rep. I want to say replicability, just so to, so that they can keep as many characters that are recognizable around for future profits. Yeah, I guess. Which really sucks. It really does. I. I feel like the only Marvel movie where I like recently was civil war kind of had like the human factor in it. I guess. There's I mean, more so than other Marvel films. I mean, it's not like yeah. stupendous, but it at least had like human motivations where yeah. people could die. That's true. I mean, they didn't, but they, uh, they could have. <coughs> yeah. Anything else? Um, I watched a few episodes of Black Mirror. My roommates were watching it and I just sat down. I, I don't I don't know which episodes I watched, like which season or anything like that, but a couple of them. And um, I don't know. Some of some of them are really good, but a lot of them are really on the nose or kind of just fail. Not like they're bad or unwatchable, but I feel like there's so much more potential with where they could have gone with it. Like the episode where the, the guy uh, gets like, he dies and he gets his consciousness in the new body. And then they're just like, yeah, go kill yourself. And then it's like, nah, keep him in the attic. Like that sucked. It's a dumb episode. Oh, the be right back episode. Sure. Whatever, whatever the one with the dude that was a fake person, computer program. Of her, of her dead husband. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And then also the one with the. The cartoon bear for office. That one was. Oh, just, I hated that one. It was fucking pointless. Nothing happened. That's the worst episode. I hated that episode. It was so fucking shitty. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like even the good episodes are kind of meh. I don't know. Which other ones have you seen? I've seen a lot of them. Oh, have like, you seen the entire history of you? I don't know. It's the one where people uh, can record their experiences with like their yes. eye technology. Yeah, I saw that one. That one was pretty good. I oh, like that, that one's one. that one's probably my favorite. Um, I like that one. What about Nosedive? Have you seen Nosedive? I don't know the I don't know the names. Okay, well you should watch that one. It's the first episode of season three. What happens in it? Uh, so it's like Yelp, but for people. So every person that you have an interaction with, you can rate them and there's an entire social hierarchy around it. So I haven't seen that. You can only get first class seats. I think one of the, one of the only inter, one of the not interesting ones, but one of the ones where it wasn't necessarily great, but the one with the dude from Mad Men. Oh, the, the Christmas special. Yeah, that one. Oh, that one was great. I liked that one. Um, and, um, the one where the one, the one where the woman was like with the recording guys in the woods and the thing and where, where it's like a, a punishment amusement park. Oh, white bear. Yeah. That one, that one was I liked okay. that one. I liked the idea behind it. Not necessarily the execution. Oh yeah. I, I, I liked the, uh, wow. That cause I don't know. Seeing the flipped perspective of she's she's such a victim, and then it's like I mean, well, actually, yeah. And I like how yeah. there's 
like they're clearly connected in the same world, but they don't intersect. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Well, um, you should look up um, the best episodes, like just look at the AV clubs articles on it. Cause I usually yeah. agree with all of their assessments. Yeah. I was, I had higher hopes for it. The way you guys talked about it earlier, uh, a couple episodes, like last episode of the episode before that, I don't remember when it was, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's well, good, but I feel I, I was let down by it. Not because like you guys hyped it up, but because I don't know. I feel like it has more potential is what I'm saying. We'll definitely watch Nosedive. Okay. Uh, yeah, because that was my favorite episode of season All season of three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, uh, there is a new Arion album coming out, and it has all of the best people in it, like Hansi Kirsch from Blind Guardians in it, fucking Tobias Samnet from Ed Guy and Avantasia is in it. Like everyone came out of the woodwork. Well, not out of the woodwork. I mean, the guy just like, hey, you want to be in my cool new album? And they're like, yes, we have time. Um, so yeah, no, everyone, everyone awesome is coming out for the new Arion album. And I don't know when it's supposed to drop. I don't think it's been announced when it's supposed to be released yet. But all of the um, the teaser stuff for it sounds fucking incredible. They have more. He 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 put in my favorite thing, which is like Queen in, inspired vocal layering, which I love. I don't know why, like a, almost acapella, but not. I don't know. It's it's fantastic. I'm excited for that, and that is my radar. Um, I don't really have much. I've just been super busy. But the one thing that I've been working through is a uh, Halt and Catch Fire season three which finished airing, I think back in October and I'm watching it on, uh, Xfinity. So that's like the Comcast site. Yeah. But it, so Aaron, you saw the first two seasons, right? Sure did. Well, you know how season one was kind of like, eh, season two was actually pretty good. Well, season three, would you agree with those assessments? Yeah. Season three catapults it into great. Oh, awesome. Yeah, they finally figured out what to do with the Joe McMillan character. It's right. mainly centered on Donna and Cameron, the characters, and yeah. how mutiny, like their new place in the marketplace now that they're actually out in like the valley where all the innovations for technology are happening. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just phenomenal. So I can't recommend it enough. Uh, that's Halt and Catch Fire on AMC, uh, if you have cable, or it'll probably be on Netflix pretty yeah, pretty eventually. soon. Oh, also, and they were oh, they renewed ahead. it for a fourth and final episode that's supposed to come out next year at some point. So keep your eyes tuned for that. Yeah, that's good. I oh, I also went and saw first. I saw I watched uh, Siege of Jadotville on Netflix, their original movie about what was it? The Congo, the Congolese uh, civil war in like I think it was the seventies or sixties. Where the uh, some hmm. I, like an Irish battalion was was there and just kind of left and it it's interesting because like that's an entirely untouched like place in cinema like in history and like it has it, nothing nothing has been shown in that era like nothing's called to it as a thing in in cinema anyway so I thought that was really cool and it was pretty well done but also more importantly I saw Hacksaw Ridge. Which is, How is it? fucking gorgeous and really goddamn good. The, I, I mean, th- Mel Gibson. 
kind of a terrible person knows how to direct really well, (laughs) but what he knows how to direct quite well. And I think the, the most important thing about that movie is the visual style because there's, there's a really interesting thing that he does where like during combat, everything becomes surrealist. Like there it's right. It's teetering on the edge of like of surrealism and I, I feel like that that captures like what it feels like to be in battle really well because it's and it's still edited really well and you like it has that really good action movie like war action movie thing of it's chaotic as shit but you can still know what's happening but like just just how much stuff is happening and what's happening and how it's happening is so like surrealist and almost over the top but it's but it feels more like um I don't know. I just it it's really well done, and I think it's really interesting and visually gorgeous. So I, I recommend that. So how's the anti-war message in it? Because it's about a conscientious objector, right? I mean, who refuses to carry a rifle? It's. I wouldn't say it's an anti-war anything. I think it's just like this happened, and this dude was cool. I mean, I, I was just, I was more there for the visuals uh, than than anything, or that's what caught my attention. If I watched it again, I might actually see something in that. I wasn't really paying t- paying attention to it, but it was more of like this guy just didn't want to do it, and it was it, it it's better that you don't. I don't know. It was more of like a moral thing, um, because it was like a moral thing on on like it was like a religious moral thing where like yeah, it's war, but God still says don't. I think that was the main point. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I was just more like, that's pretty and well done. Like, <laughs> I can, you just said that out loud to yourself while. Yeah. While like si- every scene, like five minutes, every five minutes in the theater, I was just, that's pretty and well done. And then everyone around me would grumble. And then five minutes later, that's pretty and well done. And then through the whole movie. Or or you see like someone's leg get cut off and they're like, you're like, just like a hacksaw. I get it now. Because that's the ridge and that's the name of the movie. <laughs> oh, there's another thing that I want to talk about that I'm kind of excited to check out. Have you heard of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency? I have not. It's a BBC America show with Samuel Barnett and Elijah Wood. Okay. And it's based on uh Douglas Adams who's like Ooh. this awesome author who wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh yeah. And it's this uh series that on BBC America about uh Elijah Woods like the he's like a sidekick to this detective named Dirk Gently who's like an accept an eccentric like holistic detective and he thinks that everything in the universe is like interconnected and they solve cases together and it's supposed to be like super weird like if you like the surrealism of like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy i've heard that that it's like just for people who really love that kind of like that sounds fantastic well doesn't make any sense okay when is that out uh it's premiering right now on uh bbc america i think the fourth episode just premiered last night so and what's it it should be done premiering by the time that december rolls around and what's it called again uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. I will definitely have to check that out because that sounds awesome. Awesome. Well, 
If you want to wait until I'm home for the holidays, I'm planning on watching it. Okay. We'll see. I'll probably watch it again. Oh, all right. Like, that sounds wait. really good. A holistic, like, just how weird it That's sounds. It, yeah, and it, yeah, no, it just sounds fucking great. Yeah, well, you'll have to let me how it is. Uh, okay. All right, well, now that we've spent, like, 20 minutes not talking about movies, talking about other movies. That's fine. Aaron. Yes. Would you be okay with, do you have any ideas what we're, of what we want to do next time? I don't know. We haven't talked about what we're doing next time, have we? No, but you know what just came out on VOD and DVD? I think I know what you're going to say, and I'm probably going to say yes. What do you think I'm going to say? Does it have something to do with Kevin Spacey? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Fine. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so tell him about the movie, Aaron. I forget the name. Well, how many lives do cats have? Oh, God. Yeah, nine lives where Kevin Spacey plays a talking cat and does things, I guess. I don't know. That's the whole thing I know. It's a talking It's a talking animal movie, and Kevin Spacey's the animal, and it's going to be trash. That's it. Yeah. It's kind of like the shaggy dog meets uh, Liar Liar, where he's like an inattentive father, but rather than being punished by being forced to tell the truth or by getting turned into a dog, he gets turned into a cat, and we can hear his great voiceover talents be completely oh used for the powers of good. Oh, boy. All right, well, that's going to close us out on the Catastrophe section. Uh, if you like us, uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us at Catastrophe Sect, S-E-C-T, uh, on Twitter. And if you have uh, uh, questions, comments, suggestions, whatever, just want to send us dick pics, whatever, I don't really care. That's fine. Aaron will go through those. Yeah, I'll, I'll, f- I'll put them in a folder and I'll rank them by girthitude. <laughs> Only girthitude. Only. Though. Nothing else. That's all that matters. Um, yeah, and that you can email us at catastrophe section at gmail.com. Oh, also make sure to write and review us on iTunes. It helps us get more visibility and people see us more, share us around with friends. Even if it's like, haha, these guys aren't funny and they think they are, or like, haha, these guys are funny and I think that they are because they are then share us with people or not like do 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 things do things people also um i've been slowly and by slowly i mean fucking slowly putting up uh some of the episodes on youtube if you want to watch on youtube and i'm going to start putting up like clips of different parts on youtube because fuck it i want to (laughs) (laughs) like last Last week, I, I put up the, I think, my favorite part of last week's episode on the on the YouTubes, and that part makes me giggle. <laughs> I do like that part. As That was a good part of that show. Uh, go check that out. Work, Cameron. You know what? what's fantastic? Fantastic what? Uh, Mr. Fox. No, uh, that is a good movie. But no, with this episode, we will be at, what is that, 90... Five hours of audio of us just yelling about movies. And sometimes quietly whispering. Yeah, we're going to whisper about cinema. (laughs) I liked the part where they were greasy. They used a lot of grease. (laughs) Lubricate the world. 
<laughs> you know, I just wish everyone could just get along and lubricate together. Ugh. Yeah, so do the things and help us out and show us to people or whatever. Do that thing, guys. <laughs> do the thing. All right, well, that, uh, that's, that, that does it for the catastrophe section for this week. That'll take us right to the outro. Yeah. Grease it, grease, grease, a grease in my palms. Grease it, grease, grease with cartoon money. Grease it, grease, grease, a greasy strangler. We're gonna grease the world because it's full of grease. And dip my hot dog in grease, put the grease on my popcorn. I only eat dong. Grease it, grease, I got a prosthetic dick and I grease all over. I got more pubic hair than anyone should have. Go grease it, grease it, grease. Grease strangler, go grease strangler. Hey. Ding.